money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That's great, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And uh, that's what we're going to do today. And it's just you and I together. We made it through January. We made it through January. And a shout out to our beautiful daughter, Mercedes, who uh, some of you may know from your interactions with More Than Enough. She turns 20. Four? <laughs> I have to count, I'm pretty yeah. sure she's yeah. 24 today. So. In 1997, yep, yeah, 24. So feel free to go on to uh, More Than Enough's Facebook page. Uh, Mercedes handles all of our social media. So if yes. you want to wish her a happy birthday, then then feel free to do that. She will get them. Yes, so, she will that's get right. Anyway, yes. So. 24 years. Wow. I didn't know we could be that old. We're not. <laughs> I'm still 29. I don't know how that math works, but I'm sticking to it. So, Welcome yeah. to uh, Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. Yeah. If uh, you uh, want to hear some of the shows, and we've, we've had a couple of really great shows well, in the last little bit. We got some feedback from a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how tired we were. Mm-hmm. And I will gladly tell you that I'm a little more rested. Um, I got a lot more sleep in the last few weeks. So... I'm very uh, grateful. I'm a little more rested. I'm a little more willing to talk about money as we head into February. So mm-hmm. if you're praying for me, I really appreciate that. So, And if you want to hear what Reb sounds like when she's tired, then you can <laughs> listen back. to that show. It's archived on chri.ca, <laughs> morethanenough.ca, notmine.ca, and your favorite podcasting platform. And uh, last week we talked about coaching because yep. we talked about, about our friends. Uh, we did a comparison between our lighting guy or electrician mm-hmm. and the things I learned from the renovations in 2020 mm-hmm. and how they're, how they're very, they mirror some of the things we, uh, that happened in coaching. So mm-hmm. if you want to listen to that, that was last week. So it was a good show too. So um, we're having kind of this inspirational month, I think, because today we're going to talk about things that we learned from 2020. 2020. Yeah, right? so, yeah, so. So we're, yeah. I thought I, when I was thinking about what we could talk about, um, because I come up with the ideas. Dave just shows up. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, uh, that's not completely true. I get inspired from him usually and from the Lord as well. So, you know, um, I'm thinking a couple of things today. Um, we're, we want to look about at what we learned about financially. What were our takeaways from 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to learn anything, just Google it. Cause that's what I did. There's a gazillion, well, maybe not a gazillion, but there's a lot of comments from financial writers out there, even about what our children have learned financially in 2020. So we want to talk about what we've seen, especially what Dave has seen in the coaching clients that we serve at more than enough. Um, um, so we're going to talk about that in a minute, but there's actually one thing that um, in our prayer time this morning before coming on the show, um, I was compelled, um, this image I had, <clears throat> um, sometimes um, uh, we're hearing about um, computer viruses, computer mm-hmm. viruses that attack um, 
you know, what's happening in our businesses or, you know, maybe even the radio station at CHRI sometimes, you know, you get these things that happen and then things get erased and um, things get erased at work or maybe you guys have experienced viruses at home, you know, and then as we were praying, I was, because uh, someone was sharing about that this morning be- when we went into prayer and I was thinking about that and then I was thinking about the pandemic, which is a virus, and it comes to threaten and kill and destroy our calling and what we're, we're doing in our life and even how we want to serve the Lord. And I was, I was just compelled, like, um, that we will have to keep encouraging each other to do the next right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about that early in 2020, we did a radio show called do the next right thing. That phrase keeps coming up again, that we're, the calling hasn't changed. The biblical principles of finances and God's word have not changed. And I, I was. And, and I want to interject there. Um, this is not the first difficult time in history either, right? No. And, and I'm not, I don't want to downplay the, the seriousness and, and the difficulty that we have around the pandemic. But the, the reality is, is that you know, uh, and, and this is a bit the resilience of, of human nature, but also as the church and also as, as people of God saying, listen, we're, we're, we're not, we're not ignoring the fact that this is a, a difficult time in history for the world, uh, for literally for the world. And so, so we're saying, but here in the midst of this, we still are called, right? We still have, uh, you know, God has says, okay, let's keep walking. Let's keep doing what I've called you to do. And, and we really want to encourage you in whatever that is for you. For us, it's we're going to keep talking about money. We're going to keep uh, giving uh, uh, the opportunity for people to, to, to get some coaching and to, to keep that on. Why? Because we, that's what God's called us to do. And, and he hasn't told us not to just because of a pandemic. And Right. And I had that picture a couple times this morning of the ant mm-hmm. and how we don't see the ant doing his thing all summer long or even hibernating in winter. We see the ant. And then I thought of the verses in Proverbs 6 and mm-hmm. in the New King James Version, it says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer or ruler provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? Will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. I mean, these are serious verses. If you want to go read them, Proverbs 6, verses 6 to 11. But I have that image of no matter what's happening uh, in the world around us, the ants are still doing their thing. They're still collecting food for the summer. They don't have an overseer. They, they're collecting supplies. They're gathering food. They're doing what they are called to do in season and out of season. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. Because if we're not doing that, if we're not um, following uh, the Lord, if we're not doing his biblical principles, if we're, if we were, if we're falling asleep, this is a call mm-hmm. and a clarion call to wake up and, and notice what is happening and be that aunt who's just doing what he's called to do. And for some of you, like me, a couple weeks ago, you're tired out. You, you need encouragement. Maybe you need some sleep. Maybe you need that winter hibernation. And you know what? For some of you who are frontline workers, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And we want to thank you for the work you're doing. And none of the, I'm not saying this because it's easy, but it's not easy for an ant necessarily either to keep doing what they're doing, but they just keep doing what they're made to do. And we just want to encourage you in that because 
the viruses do come, the troubles come, whether it's a pandemic. And, and then we have on top of that, some of us have health issues on top of pandemic issues. Some of us have financial issues and which is what we're going to talk about. Some of us had debt before we lost our job in the pandemic. And um, we want to talk now a bit about some of that. We want to, I was also thinking of Hebrews 12. We want to press on, you know, um, because we're surrounded by people. We're surrounded by witnesses, the Bible says, you know, therefore throw off everything that hinders and that sin that so easily entangles and run the race marked out for you. And David and I have to encourage each other daily. Our kids encourage us. We encourage them. Keep doing your schoolwork. Keep keep trying your best. And if you can't because um, you're having a mental health day, then take some rest. Go out, go out for a walk. Do the best we can. But we're surrounded to encourage one another to be those ants, to be to fill the calling in spite of the viruses that come, in spite of the hard circumstances. We're to persevere. So, and I think you know, on a, on in a sense, what did we learn uh, from last year in 2020? I mean, I think this is one of those things that that um, is probably right high on the top of the list is is just simply staying focused on on the things that we know are. Um, are the things that we know to do, right? So, you know, when we, we apply that to our finances, you know, it's, it's like, okay, I know, you know, number one, it hasn't changed pandemic or not. I got to learn to live on less than I make. So, you know, what does that look like? How do I accomplish that? There's all kinds of questions around that, but the principle there is just to say, okay, uh, I got to learn to live uh, on less than I make, and and if we again apply this to the ant, the ant says, "Listen, if I don't store food in the summer, I'm not eating. I, I'm not eating in the winter. That's a problem, right?" And and it's that in a sense clear with us. If we spend more than we make every month, that's a problem, right? Again, it's not a sin, but it does lead to well, that's a problem down the road, right? That, that's going to be a problem, and and that's certainly what we've seen on a a bit of a, a national level is is that um, you know even the 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 amount of money that Canadians have taken advantage of with CERB and with some of the other incentives that are out there, the government not not that we shouldn't do that. I'm not saying that. But it's a short term, okay, this is going to happen. But we do have to look at the long term and say $81 billion plus, plus, plus are being spent. And sometimes somewhere down the road, that's got to be paid back because that's not money that the government had, you know, as available cash flow in their emergency cushion, right? And so, which, which leads us into what we've often said and what you hear us saying uh, is this emergency cushion and we've never been made more aware the one thing that we need the one thing that we've learned from 2020 is that saving for emergencies having a spot where you're dumping money even if you can only do 20 bucks a month or even 50 if you're building up a place for those emergencies because I will say as a I will testify I, I didn't know much about it, be, uh, emergency cushion. I didn't have a lot of financial education until 2008 when David and I started this journey with financial coaching and more than enough. And I, and I will tell you, the moments, whether we had a lot of income or little, that emergency cushion, we kept putting money into it and putting money into it. And it saved us a lot of stress 
It saved us. You guys know our tire stories, <laughs> you know, out here living and, and we haven't had the that right vehicle that was like a sporty vehicle. We'd go through tires like crazy. And yes, we should have had a tire fund, but though those unexpected tires that we needed to get, I it's a funny little story, but it really saved us. Mm-hmm. And I I'm a huge advocate. Not just of because we talk about two different emergency cushions, right, Dave? Do you want to explain? Well, we, we're we're talking about three, at least a minimum of three months in your in your savings. And and again, uh, I'm going to promote the financial fitness seminar. It's the fourth Tuesday of every month. We're doing it online. You can sign up on the website morethanenough.ca, and we'll we'll talk about the details there. But really, what we're talking about today is is that we as uh, we the focus of getting and maintaining a three month, a minimum of three months worth of expenses in some sort of liquid cash account that, that you can, yes, you can invest it, but it's money that has to be readily accessible. And, and why is that? Because emergencies happen and, uh, you know, pandemics, we, we, we hope that they don't keep happening, but this has been probably the extreme example that who would have thought even a year ago, we're, we're sitting here at the end of January. Um, there was the, 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 oh, somebody got sick somewhere on the other side of the world. Like, you know, again, and I, I remember just to, it was nothing. We, we really didn't, didn't think about it. And within a month, one of my friends or colleagues that I know had, had COVID mm-hmm. and they didn't know what it was, but they were very, very sick and their whole family got sick and, and all of that. And, and that's for us in our, in our pandemic story, that's where it started. And so, you know, looking at that and going, uh, having at least three months worth of emergency cushion does, it, there's just so many benefits to it when we look back and say, wow, who would have thought that we'd need to access that, um, in in 2020 like we have and so you know again our our our, that encouragement to say whatever your financial situation we we know that that's kind of the carrot we want to keep in front of us to say hey that that's an important and and a very important piece of the, the the your entire financial um stability and and one of the goals that we all need to have. And we will tell you that to build an emergency cushion, even while you're paying your minimum debts on your credit cards or all of that, it's really important so that you Mm -hmm. don't keep going to the credit line or to the credit cards um, as an emergency cushion. So that, but you can- And the practicality of that again, I mean- Come to a financial fitness seminar because Dave um, goes into detail about that and it's online again, fourth Tuesday of every month. And if you, I'm gonna give a little push out here. If, if you show up and you actually attend as opposed to just watch the live stream, because we do a live stream at the same time, uh, you do get a little bonus because we have a Q&A at the end of it where we just sit down with myself and, and a few people who, who do stay and and we can answer those questions directly for you. Um, so little little shout out. That's one of the bonuses that and we're it's doing. Free. It's, yeah. it's a, a free place to learn some stuff and you can come as often as you want. Um, and to hear it. So, so that's the emergency cushion. We've talked mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I think we even have done entire shows um, on yeah. that. So short term um, and long term debt is, is kind of where we that's the kind of where this leads. Like if you don't have an emergency cushion, mm-hmm. where do you go? Well, y- you have to go to debt. And, and, you know, you've all heard me if you've his- listened to the show before, you've heard me say that debt is not a sin. Uh, it's a burden. 
and our Heavenly Father who cares about us immensely and, and wants nothing but good for us says, listen, if you go into debt, you're going to be carrying a burden. And, and it's a burden that, that, you know, as any parent, if you're a parent, you don't want to see your kids carrying a burden. Um, or making a choice to actually go, yeah, I'm going to go embrace this burden and carry it for the rest of my life. Well, no, we, we don't want that to happen as natural parents, and God doesn't want that for us. So again, not a sin, but when the Lord says, like, get out from under it, like do, you know, he says, let no sleep come from your to your eyes, get out from under the debt. I mean, the Lord's just saying, like, when you get there, get at it, make it a focus, pay it off. And our practical experience on that has been when we go down that road and we, we, we tackle that with commitment and fervor, then wow, the father steps in and we start seeing exponential debt payoff. And we're like, well, how did that happen? How did we pay that debt off? Well, I, I, I the math, sometimes I'm like, I don't know the math, <laughs> but I can see the end result is, is your debt is here and it was here and now it, it's gone. And, and, uh, so you're saying like, like when, when we headed into the pandemic, if we had debt, it was already an issue. And we already know that there was a huge, what was that number? A dollar 79 for every mm -hmm. dollar we earn, we owed a dollar 79 on our, our credit cards, our mortgage, like that, mm -hmm. that encompassed everything. That's the average Canadian. Which Correct. That, that was the, what, what we commonly call the debt to income ratio. ratio that's commonly kind of right. put out there. So we were, ha we had that heading into the pandemic. And so having that debt, it didn't, the pandemic hasn't made us feel any better about our debt. <laughs> sure. Right. So, and, and this is the, the always the challenge with debt, and and we're, we'll we'll spend a few minutes here. But debt debt is is um, kind of short term. Uh, you know, we get that short term relief, um, but it has a long term consequence, right? So we say, okay, you know, hey, I I can't make that whatever it is that that emergency that happens. Uh, I, I can't. I don't have the cash right now to pay for that tire in our situation. So I'll go to the credit card I'll, I'll, and I'll pay for it. So short term, I get the, you know, the wheel back on the car. Everything's good. I carry on with life. And, and that's, uh, that's where we want to just, okay, what happens next? Well, the long term, longer term consequences, the amount of interest that, that, that's going to be charged to that credit card is, is what becomes the burden, right? Again, so it's not about, oh, I, you know, I used my visa and now I'm, uh, you know, I'm feeling guilty and under oppression. Uh, no, that's, that's not it. That's just a method of payment. That, that what it is, is, is that we need to be aware to go, hey, I had an emergency. Uh, I was able to use my credit card. I was able to use credit to be able to pay it off uh, or pay for it. But now I have to be diligent to, to make the next step, which is let no sleep come to your eyes and get out from under it. What am I going to do to be able to pay that off? Because the longer term consequences are that that interest cost is going to compound against me. Mm -hmm. that, that automatically, the first 30 days that go by, I spent $200 on a tire. Now it's going to cost me 220 and 240 and 260 and every month that goes by that interest cost 
compounds against me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that's where we want you to, and that's what we learned from the pandemic is, is there's been an, an awful lot of short-term relief. There's mm-hmm. been an awful lot of short-term money that's come in. And uh, we, we see, you know, when we turn around and say, you know, 82 billion, I think it is at least the kind of a minimum number that, that we've heard, you know, somewhere around 82 billion that the government has given out just in CERB and saying, how are we going to pay that back as a country? Um, that's the long-term question that certainly we know that our leaders are, are struggling with because they're saying, well, mm-hmm. we can give it out in the short term. We, we have the ability to, to print money and, and to, to, to do that. But in the long term, uh, how are we going to pay that back and what does that look like? And and so, again, uh, we can bring that in. What are we learning from, from 2020? It doesn't sound very encouraging. It's not. You know? I know it's, it's, it's our, this but is the caveat. It's real. We, we want to, we want to encourage you by what we've learned, but some of what we learned has been pretty serious. So, um, but my but encouragement is, is to, to, you know, well, it goes end. back to the ant. We yeah. still keep doing every day. And I guess this is why we talk about the heart issues, why we're so strong about um, encouraging you in your relationship with the Lord Jesus, because he has the answer for you as you walk with him every day. And sometime that will be leading to, uh, you know, lead you to others, to your church, to your pastor, your small group, to more than enough to coaching, to help you walk through some of these longer term challenges that have happened because we've relied on that short term relief. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's the emergency cushion. That's the debt that has been dragging us down and, and will continue to do so if we don't make a plan. And then the, another thing that we have learned is that more, at least that's what you've seen, you know, there's this move to live simpler more, more simply because we've kind of been forced (laughs) to live simply. I sometimes wonder uh, what's going to happen when things do open up, because, you know, it's like you are on a forced diet. Like you you don't have a choice, right? Like the the food is just plain old, not available. So guess what? You can't can't go to the movie theater. But the minute that you get in front of that buffet, like, are we just going to all as a, as a, uh, you know, as a Canadian economy, just go wild because we're like, Oh man, I've been so, um, and, and my hope is, is not, but you know, the reality is, is we have been forced into a more simple financial life, right? We, the, 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 even even running out to the to the um, hardware store, you know, uh, going to my favorite store, Princess Auto. Uh, haven't been there in, in eight months to a year. Why? Well, because a it's not convenient. It's not along the way. Um, you know, there's all of the the stuff. So you know, it's just been okay. Well, I, I just haven't done that. So well, and you know what? Honestly, yesterday I, we have a bread maker. This is just a little example. We had to have a bread maker. I haven't. Back in the day when I wasn't working full time, um, I I would make more bread. And mm-hmm. when I homeschooled the kids, it was all way more from scratch. Mm-hmm. I still do. I still do because I that's it's mm-hmm. just in me, and I have some good quick recipes that way. But um, yesterday I was like, I don't want. We're running out of bread, and we were having an we were having breakfast for supper, and I'm like, oh, I'll just whip together some buns, you know. In the past, and that's just a decision I made because I'd have to go to the grocery store, and you have to put your mask on, and and then I think just for a loaf of bread or whatever, and and that's a simple little silly story, but actually those are the stories that accumulate and 
into that simpler living. Okay, I'm just going to, and if we eat later, well, and, it, it, and, and if we have to eat later because the buns are still baking, so be it because we're everyone, all we're anyways. all home anyway. And I was just thinking, you know, that I have a certainly, um, again, from a number of all kinds of sources, people are being more efficient, right? I'm only going to the grocery store once a week. Uh, or some people are, you know, have the ability and they're, they're ordering online. And, 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 you know, again, that's been, that's been actually one of the big things in terms of groceries um, that we've been at, you know, we've seen and encouraged and become more is, is um, when you shop online for your groceries, you do come become more efficient. You you can walk over to the cupboard and open it up and say, oh, there are, you know, six packages of spaghetti in there. And I, even though it's on sale, I really don't need another one, right? Whereas if we were in the store, we'd, hey, it's on sale. I'll grab one anyways, because you always need spaghetti, right? Well, so some of that we have seen people, uh, you know, are being more efficient and a little more aware, but just simply because I'm not driving home from work, so I'm, I'm working from home. It's now a more of an effort to actually go out to the grocery store because you're not driving by on the way home or you're not doing that stop in. So that's made us more efficient. And, and that's certainly a plus, um, you know, that we were shopping a little more locally, um, you know, in terms of that and, and supporting local business. I know, again, that's been one of the lessons that we uh, that I hear over the last probably the last half of last year is more and more people are like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I can walk to the grocery store was again before I would drive over, I would do it on the way home, or I would stop by this store because I like that store. But now it's a kilometer or two away. And, and I'm just because I want to get out and walk and I want to get mm -hmm. out and I'm walking to the store, even though it's maybe not my favorite store. So, you know, some of these things uh, that we, we've learned from 2020 are habits that are going to stick. They're, they're things that, you know, again, I'm hearing from our clients, yeah, this is kind of the new normal now. This is the, the new way that, that, uh, that we're organizing our finances and, and our shopping. Um, so, we're, so, so from things we've learned, so let's say we're, we're building our emergency cushion, we're working on our debt we're making some of these choices from 2020 we've learned about as we continue in the pandemic, but even thinking about the future, you know, now's a good time to say, what am I going to keep? What, what, what habits am I going to keep? What do I really need? And what is it I want? Mm -hmm. And, and what do I want? Maybe there were 10 wants and now we can look at, you know what, let's put them down to three wants, you know, when we're done this, you know, we want to go on a trip. And maybe now we have enough money because we still have our jobs. We can put away for that because, you know, and maybe in three, three years, <laughs> maybe all this stuff will get figured out with vaccines or uh, who knows what's going to happen. We don't know. Or, or, you know, but, it's, but just, that's it's a great just, example of, you know, the plans that we had, we were saving for, we were doing, that was our regular thing that happened pre 2020. Some of those things that, that are, um, that are optional, right? Some of those things that, um, you know, are, are in a sense luxuries because we, you know, we do this every year. We've always done this, um, have simply just been taken away from us, right? right? And so now you, you literally can't, right? So, you know, hey, you know, uh, even, you know, even, you know, and, and some good, some bad, but, you know, trips to family. Like I, I, I hear this over the Christmas season, so many people would have normally traveled to be with family or had family travel. 
And now they did Zoom simply because there was there. Well, that's a that's a significant savings for a lot of people because they were like, you know, I, I didn't have to drive anywhere. I didn't have I'm to fly anywhere. Yeah. We, we didn't do. And, and so, so what's happened is we're, we're just spending uh, money right now on, on the core of what we need. And I know we're coming up to the end, but we've also learned um, in, in this that lots of people are paying more attention to their neighbors, mm-hmm. to, to what is needed, to the homeless, to the orphan, to the widow, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we just love that. And we just want to encourage you to keep looking outside ourselves um, and to keep giving if you're able to give in, in any way that that you're gifted to give. Mm-hmm. So that that's another another place we didn't talk about that. But Dave, why don't you, you sure. know, just maybe thank the Lord that we can still be ants and fulfill our calling in the midst of all this of what we've learned. Lord, we do thank you that uh, you, you give us everything. Every breath that we breathe is, has its uh, origin in you. And and so when we look at resources, we look at time and, and talent and money, and and we just thank you uh, for your abundance. And, and Lord, uh, where we see lack, where we are experiencing lack, we want to bring that to you and just say, Lord, uh, show us what it means. Uh, show us what we need to do and uh, teach us to obey. And so, Lord, I just pray all these things in Christ's name. Great. So we're going to talk money. We have uh, Pastor Ray from Financial Discipleship Canada with us next week. And uh, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.